Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. So welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are with Codal Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. We've got another exciting week. We are, again, this is all pre-recorded. So we got a little bit of a drizzly day because we got to remember winter is coming. Oh yeah. So we need to get used to those colder temperatures. And what's the best part of winter? Hockey. Oh, I was going to go with the nice falling snow, but hockey. Okay. I can see going with there, but I like the falling snow. As long as I don't have to go deal with it. So we figured the best way to introduce people to the hockey season is to have the River Kings join us. Yes. And it's a very great hockey program that has come into Wisconsin Rapids. And we got Zach with us today. I hope I remembered his name right. But (laughs) it's a little hard sometimes just to remember what you heard two seconds ago. So you're the assistant coach? Yep. Yeah. I've been assistant coach my first year here, so... Okay. Excited to get going. Yeah. But it's not your first year with hockey, right? No. I played here for three years, um, ever since I was 16. So oh, wow. that's pretty much where I grew up in a way, right? So, yeah, I'm excited to take on a new role here. So how long has the River Kings been in the Wisconsin Rapids? Um, We're coming up on our eighth season. We started here in 2014. So, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's see. the river. So you're not... From Wisconsin Rapids, where are you from? Um, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's a little bit, a little bit down the road. Yeah, it's not too far. It's and around right. the corner. Yeah, around the corner. <laughs> around seven hours, so it's nothing terrible. But so, personally, kind of your story, what got you into hockey in the first place, and then into the River Kings, and now, kind of, why are you here now as on the coaching side? Right. So, I started hockey because my family's always been big into hockey. So. That's just where I started out. It's the only sport I ever played. So um played there, and then I played some high school hockey. And then um, Marty Corders called me one day, the head coach of the River Kings, and said, hey, you want to come out and play? And I was like, sure, yeah. Didn't really think anything of it. Next thing you know, here I am five years later. Um, then I decided to go to Ohio University to play hockey. Um, it didn't work out the first year. I ran into some concussion problems. So okay. when I was back home recovering, the um, forward spaceman coach in our league asked me if I wanted to coach. And I was like, hey, might as well try it out, right? While I'm recovering from my concussions and fell in love with it. And then, yeah, and then Marty called me again, <laughs> asked me the same question in a different little context, right? But, yeah, I'm super grateful to be here again, and I love it here. So. so you started the River Kings when you were 16. So obviously this is during the school year. So how did you, were you then enrolled in Lincoln? Or in Nakusa Port, were you enrolled in a high school here? Or how did that schooling work? Yeah, um, for the first semester, I was here at Lincoln. Um, and it was a little difficult because we are always on the road on the weekends, a lot of Fridays off. So after the first semester, I decided to go online and then just went from there. That's where I graduated from online. So Okay. So how, from there, okay, so then you went to Ohio State. Ohio University. Ohio University. Yeah. Yeah. So where is the River Kings as far as in like the succession of, of hockey? So, I mean, I'm sure there's like the little league, sorry, I know baseball terms. So we got little yeah. league, you got the, the A, um, I believe it's the A, help me out. I, I don't know sports. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there's the little league, you know, then there's the high school, let, let, but then there's like a collegiate, right. um, like the farmers. I'm I'm not sure what the that that like term a wood is. Bat league. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. there's like the step to the semi pros and the pros. So where does right. the kind of what does the hockey succession go? Yeah, so it's youth hockey and then Which ho- what are the ages? So, yeah, we're gonna hit the ages every right. single one. We're gonna <laughs> test your knowledge here. Okay. So and don't worry, we out. don't know the answer. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's probably around five to eighteen if you really want it to be, and then or you can play high school throughout that too, and then the River Kings are next. It's before college. Okay. So the average age of a freshman going into college for hockey is 20 years old because they yeah. play juniors and that's what the River Kings are. And then okay, college and then pro. Yeah. Is there a way to like skip over something and go right from River Kings to pro or do you have to follow yeah, kind of um, the stream? Yeah. We've had some players go overseas and play some pro right after, but typically guys just want to go to college and then 
that's their stepping stone here to uh, go to college and get an education and play some hockey while they do it. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So we're going to talk about the the current team. So we just started the season, if I remember right. Again, yep. I did no homework on this. So I'm going to make up a lot of questions and I can make it sound really good. Um, so we just started our new season. So what does the team, as far as our makeup goes, do we have how many are from overseas and how many are from the U.S.? Right. So we have around eight guys out of state or not eight guys, but eight different states represented. Okay. A lot of the guys are from Colorado. We probably have around five or six. I was going to say, I'm not going to quiz you on what states they come from. So (laughs) So that's the majority of them is from Colorado. Um, We got a couple of guys from Canada. And mm-hmm. then uh, one guy from the UK, actually, it's the first. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're looking good this year. Um, we're going to have a hardworking team. They so like how does that work with everyone from out of the area? Obviously, you came here when you were 16. Mm-hmm. So obviously you can't go find an apartment. So how does the housing work for for the team? Right. So a lot of other junior teams, they like to um, house their players in apartments. But, you know, that goes with with 16 a 16 year old. That, right? Yeah, that's so. Here in Rapids, we like to um, have billet houses where okay. it's just a family that opens up their doors to uh, all our players, which we're super grateful for. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So when I lived here, I had um, great billets. Um, every summer, I'd come back and visit them. You know, okay. Pretty much my second family now. Yeah. So is there like a certain requirement where they need to, the player needs to have their own bedroom and their own bathroom? Or can it just be, you know what, I have an empty bed? Come on, just I'll take a uh, team member. Yeah. Um, typically, we like to have them in their own bedroom, right? But sometimes that's not how it works out, and that's perfectly fine just as long as they're not piled into a room, right? So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and we always say we don't want to put a kid in a place where we want to put our own, right? So Very true. Yep. And so we go out there and check them out before everything. Okay. Before the players come. So now does the players have to have their own vehicle? So that you know, that way it's not a kind of a burden on the family who's who's got them of now we've got an extra child that we've got to haul around to the practices and all these games and all this yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. So um we like to put people in houses. They don't have a car, like from the UK, he doesn't mm-hmm. have a car. So he lives with a guy who has a car. So every house we like to have at least one car where people can use it, right? And get to practices and stuff like that. Okay. So if it's the house is located within walking distance, that's still okay? Or does it have to have a house with a car? Um, I mean, it doesn't have to, but that's what we like to we do. We don't want them yeah. to be walking five miles one way, you know, in the yeah. snowstorms, you know, exactly. up, up the hill. That builds know. character. <laughs> they like the cold. They're hockey players and they like the cold. Right? Just bundle yeah. up some more, right? That might be a myth. No, <laughs> no but that makes sense. You know, you, you, that's part of the... Part of the game, part of the reason why you're here is to actually get to practice and, mm-hmm. you know, get better at the sport. It's yep. it's not one of those things where you can just game day, show up and, you know, put on some pads and hit the ice. So is there a coordinator to coordinate the, the housing situation so that way players are kind of close to the rink? Yeah, we have a housing coordinator. Um, most of our houses are actually, I think the furthest one's like eight miles, so well, it's not, not too, too bad. far. Yeah. 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 So it's an easy run. Yeah. <laughs> They're Light hockey sweat. players, not runners, right? Oh, that's true. It builds up the legs. I mean, watching from Miracle, I mean, they, that's the thing is they always worked on their legs because that's the one thing you need to have by the end of the game. They were going to be fit so that way yep. they could take on the bigger players. So there's my hockey sources Miracle. Legs feed the wolf, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do you make all the kids watch that movie so for like some sort of inspiration of this could be you? <laughs> oh, that's a classic. I'm sure all the guys have seen that multiple times. <laughs> yep. So is there any kind of team building that you guys do throughout the season? So that way, you know what, you know, we got the gentleman from the UK so that way he's not missing home too much. Do you guys do stuff outside the rink together? Yeah. Um, so most of the time the guys just hang out with each other because there's not much to... uh do here for guys like that because a lot of the kids here in town like the n- local people right mm-hmm. so usually they just go to college right and there's not many people in the town around their age and i mean they fit everyone's or their schedules are the same and everything like that so yeah. and i know that one of the big things with the river kings is the amount of community service that they get back to the community so whether it be in wisconsin rapids porter nakusa 
there's always some sort of community presence. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. Um, that's part of our culture is just helping out the community and helping grow the sport of hockey. Right. So, um, we do the day of caring and just last week we had, uh, one of our neighbors from the billet houses, he had two dogs and had all the fence material there and he didn't know how to put it together or what to do. And so we brought the whole team over and built the fence for him. And, uh, the dogs are in the backyard running around all happy. So well, nice. that's good. Yeah. Now, is there a certain number of community hours that each player has to do per season? Or is it just kind of hit miss of if there's something available, you guys go do it? Right. Yeah. If there's just something available, we'll do it. Um, at the rink, we like to help out, especially with the uh, youth hockey program. Get out there for some practices and help them out. Okay. Yeah. And then each player is required to be in college or in school? Um, or is it? kind of a little bit more of a if you're under 18 obviously you need to be in school because you have to go to school mm -hmm. but for those college kids is there a little bit of leeway in that yeah um most of the guys do like one or two classes because if you take uh, a full load then it burns a year of your eligibility for college hockey okay and so you got to be careful with that because NCA is a little there's a lot of gray areas right so mm -hmm. yeah you just got to be careful <laughs> so. okay so a little bit of schooling, but you know, it, it's, it's flexible. It's yeah, not a exactly. demanded requirement if it doesn't have to be. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So what is the youngest player on the team? Um, we have a guy this year. He came in as a 15 year old. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just turned 16. Yeah. He's a good player. He's, um, he's one of the players from Canada. Okay. From Whitby. And, um, he got drafted in the top junior league, probably in the world. Right. And so. He's a pretty good player. Yeah. Excellent. And our oldest player? Uh, 20. Is, okay. Yeah. So yep. do they age out at some point? So what's the, the oldest that they can be to be part of this group? Right. Um, the oldest you can be is a 20-year-old. So this year okay. will be the 01s, 2001s. Um, and then the next year will be 2002, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So 20-year-olds. <laughs> That's it. season, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Excellent. So what other community projects? I know that you help out with the chamber for their um, grand affair. Yep. I know you guys are a garbage guys and you guys are awesome at that. And we always right. appreciate that. <laughs> so besides the grand affair, what other community events do you try to hit up? I mean, just whenever we get asked, we'll go. No questions asked, but it just varies. There's a ton that we do. Um, it's like I said before, it's part of our culture. So do they to, need uh, to call Marty or do they call you? I mean, what's, how did, how does someone get a hold of you guys to get you to come go do something? Um, you can call Marty or email us. It's on the uh, website. Okay. So just give us a call if you need any help with raking the leaves, if you can't and stuff like that. And then we'll get our guys out there to help you out. Excellent. The website's a pretty good resource to find out like game schedule and you know, more information about the players too. Cause I think all you, all the players biographies are on there. Yep. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you guys are doing a lot with social media this year. That's cool to follow. How many games have you played so far? We're, we've played four games so far. We're two, one, and, uh, we lost one in overtime or a shootout. Okay. So it's two, one, oh, and one. <laughs> it's a little tricky, but yeah, the guys work hard and it's all right. Um, we'll get back at it, right? Right. Well, it's <laughs> still early wanted, in the year. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when is your next um, home game upcoming? Our first home game is the 22nd of October. Okay. Um, we play Friday and Saturday, so the 22nd and 23rd. So so we can always expect if it's, uh, if you guys are playing, it'll be a, a two-day type of thing, or Friday and a Saturday? Yeah, typically we play Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m., um, okay. this weekend's a little different. It's a Thursday, Friday, but it's a way. So <laughs> yeah. So, so then with the game, yeah. can we, how, how much roughhousing can you actually do? I mean, are we actually checking people or can we not be, I don't want to say violent, but hockey is kind of a violent sport. I mean, it's very physical. So are right. we, are we slamming people into the boards or is that frowned upon? Yeah. I mean, you can hit, you can do all that. Um, the way hockey, hockey's changing, like anything, right? Um, fighting, it used to just be a five-minute penalty. You're in the box for five minutes, and then you're right back out. And then it went to uh, you fight, and you're out for the rest of the game. 
And uh, now <laughs> you fight, you're out the rest of that game and the next game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not saying it doesn't happen anymore, but <laughs> there's just more consequences. <laughs> That's good. What can someone expect when they come to a game? Um, you go over to the, the field house there by Lincoln, and it, do we have to pay for it to get in? Yeah, so we play over at the uh, Southwood County Rec Center. Um, adult tickets are eight bucks, and then, um, yeah, eight bucks. <laughs> I'll just go with that for right now. But and yeah. kids are a little bit less. I I think if I read on yeah, the, the kids website, are right? five bucks, I believe. Okay, so that's yeah. not too bad. No. no, and there's a concession stand, I believe. Yep, and all the proceeds from that go to the youth hockey program. Oh, Excellent. Perfect. So. Go I would ask you what the menu <laughs> is on that. I mean, do you know what kind of snacky stuff do you guys have? Oh, just the normal stadium stuff. The okay. popcorn, sodas. <laughs> Brats, hot yeah, dogs. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, I know they got the nachos and cheese, so. Oh, of course. You know, that's like a must, I think. Yep. Um, and then, you know, we're on bleachers inside the, the arena there, or inside the rec center. Um, so I'm, I'm sure we should be prepared for sitting on cold bleachers, bring pads and blankets if we want to. Yeah, um, they're woods bleachers, but obviously it's going to be a little cold in there in the winter. <laughs> Maybe bring a blanket, some pads, like you said. So Okay. Is there yeah. alcohol served at these games, or is it an alcohol-free event? Yeah, so there's a, uh, it's called the beer garden. We got a beer garden there. Okay. Um, the only thing is you got to stay in that corner, but... That's the best corner. <laughs> it gets pretty rowdy in there. So, yeah. See, so it's it's adult fun too. You know, right. Not, not just you the know. kids. I know my favorite part is the Zamboni. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, How much crowd interaction do you guys have? I mean, do you have games that the, the crowd gets to play? Yeah. During intermission, we always have like a chuck a puck where you throw the, we got foam pucks that you throw on the ice and try to get in the little, it's, it's fun. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty of games that we do during intermissions and whatnot. So how many periods is a game? Uh, three 20-minute periods. Okay. So that's not too long of a night. You know, get there, a game starts at 7, you're probably out by 9 or yeah, so. Yeah, around there, 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Expect around two and a half hours probably. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. You know, but what we figure for a, a baseball or, you know, a high school football game. Okay. So how does the seating work? I mean, you know, now that we have our COVID situation and all that fun stuff, mm-hmm. I hate bringing up that word, but, you know, do, is it seating in every other row? How does, or is it kind of like a, you know what, we're open, go find your own seating, social distance if you want to. So how does that, the seating kind of work? Yeah. So we're fully open now. Okay. You can say wherever. And like you said before, if you want to kind of spread out, if you want, you can do that. There's spots for that too, where I'm sure you can find some room <laughs> if you really wanted to, right? So is there a way that um, people in the community can give back financially? Do you guys take donations? Um, that might be a Marty question. That might be a Marty. <laughs> we'll have to ask Marty. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just come to more games. That's yeah. the best thing. Come to all the home Well, games. I know that there is some sponsorship in, in the arena that businesses have sponsored part of, part of something. So that way they would have the advertising throughout because along the board's you do have all the businesses. Mm. So there is sponsorship available. And what that, that is, I, I don't know. And I think in the program too. Mm-hmm. So there is opportunities, but I guess Marty would be the best one to call. Yeah. Um, for companies and businesses that want to sponsor, you can always email me or Marty and find that on the website, like I said before, and we can find a way. <laughs> this year we got Solaris on our helmets. They're a great sponsor. They're awesome. We got Politos, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. So, again, personal question, but what's your favorite part of the game? What do you like best about hockey? My favorite part about hockey is just there's always room to grow, right? Um, just how hard, or what would the word be? <laughs> how hard you work is what you get out of it, right? Yeah. The more you put in, the more you get. And that's something that I learned here with Marty. He always preaches to give more than you receive, and that's something you can take with you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, are there opportunities to go to like clinics, you know, where you can learn from maybe uh, pros or, you know, people who have been in the sport for a very long time? Yeah, there's camps. Um, we actually have some, um, okay. like a goalie camp and 
sometimes the players will get a group of guys together and just give them a little lessons and stuff like that. Um, that kind of leads into positions on the team. So if someone, you know, is it hard, fast, you're only going to be doing one position or can they mix around and how does that work? Yeah. Um, you can mix around, but typically we'll keep the defenseman with the defenseman. And then, uh, as forwards go, there's a left wing center and right wing. And typically the lines are pretty much set in stone where one guy's a left wing, one guy's a center. But obviously throughout the game, there's a lot of things going on. So sometimes you'll mm-hmm. throw out a left wing with the left wing in a center, right? So it now, do you, do you have to practice the whole entire getting on and off the ice? Like as fast as what you guys do. I mean, do you have, you know, let's go, we're going to practice jumping <laughs> over the boards. Um, cause there's not a whole lot of, I, I watched yeah. one, I went to one game, so, but there's not like a gate or anything that, you know, most of the time opens. I mean, you guys pretty much like scissors stuff that, that board pretty well. Yeah. Um, no, we don't practice it, but it's something you've been doing since you're since you're five. Right. So, you know, you know how to, yep. you know, nose dive into, to the bleachers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So have you been able to go over to uh, the uh, water park during the winter time? And check out their Lobard rank. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. So maybe that'll be something. There. Yeah, you guys need to check out this winter. Yeah, for sure. Because how long does your season last? Um, It's from August to March. So yeah, definitely plenty of time to go over there and check mm-hmm. that out. Because they, they're going to have the Lobard available, I believe, this year. I should hope so. Yeah. yeah. And then I think they're also going to flood the center circle mm-hmm. of the parking lot. Yeah, just for regular ice skating. So right. might be a little bit different than hockey skating, regular skating. Can make it work. <laughs> it's roughly the same concept, I think, but yeah, maybe exactly. different skates. But I mean, if you're used to hockey skates, then you use that. Right. <laughs> I'm good. All right. So, yeah, you're going to have to check that out and kind of kind of report back of how, how well you guys like the low boards over there. Yeah. So what is the difference between hockey with regular hockey and the low board hockey? Is it just the height of the board? Yeah, I would say so. Maybe less shooting. (laughs) Don't want to lose the puck. That's the worst part. (laughs) Having to go chase down a puck. (laughs) And then you don't get the the sidewalls that you can, you know, throw people up against. Right. So there's no checking. Well, there kind of is, but there's a snowbank. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same. Yep. Excellent. All right. So what is the team looking forward to this year? Be in front of some fans for this year, right? Um, we're excited to see all those uh, River King fans back in the uh, Southwood County Rec Center. Well, excellent. I know we're going to be taking in a couple games this this winter just to kind of check you guys out and have some fun with some friends. Looking forward to it. All right. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming out. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thanks you're welcome. And again, you know, if we have any questions, get a hold of Marty. It seems mm. like Marty is a good person to get a hold of. Oh, he's a great person to get a hold of. <laughs> And his information's up on your guys' website, yep, and we'll get both that of out. Both are, so. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. That was fun having Zach on. Yes, it was. Zach Hartley, the assistant coach. Excellent. Of the River Kings. Yeah. So we're definitely going to have to get over to a, a game or two. Yeah, this winter, I think that'd be something kind of fun to do on those cold, cold evenings and to go bundle up and go check out a River Kings game. And we just might find that the uh, the rec center, the hockey rink is warmer. warmer than the outdoor temperature. Right. Which is weird. In some ways, yes, but doable. And then I was also kind of um, looking on like the YouTube just for fun about like how they build hockey rinks and stuff like that. Because I remember a bunch of times it was the rec center, very much usable space, you know, kind of just the open, um, open floor plan. There wasn't ice all year round with it back when I was younger. So yeah, they, you know, how they bring in the, the panels for the floor and flood it and actually cool the ice off in a certain way. And, well, I know it's really popular in Minnesota to flood the backyard, to mm-hmm. always have that outdoor hockey rink. Oh, yeah. uh, we have a neighbor in our neighborhood that floods their backyard and they build their own hockey rink. And I know that there are certain steps that you need to do in order to save the grass right? and have a hockey rink every winter. So if you're really into the sport, it you know, could be a good winter for you. Yeah. 
Okay, so what do we got going in real estate? Well, we're going to talk about some new listings Mm -hmm. that we have that just recently went on the market on Monday that hopefully by the time that this airs, because it's pre-recorded, that they're still available for you to go take a look at. But we had three new listings this past week. So a, a quick note that if people are actively looking for a house, definitely get with the real estate agent. And if you don't have one, give us a call and we can get you into an electronic program that when something does come on the market, you're notified straight away. Right. Um, if you want to keep looking on, on your own, if you're curious, everything's disseminated into uh, all the online sources. Uh, we like myrapids.com because that puts us right into the Codal Banker website and you get really local information. Mm-hmm. Um, Realtor.com is another good one as well. Um, keep a note if it says contingent, that means that they're working through contingencies. So it probably has so an it offer has on it. has an accepted offer. Yep. Um, there may be a time where there's a bump on an offer. So the current buyer has something to sell. Mm-hmm. That might be a possibility. So, you know, if, if you do find a house that appeals to you, ask your realtor and we can get further information for it. Exactly. Okay. So talk right. us about our, our new listing. So we're going to start down in the wonderful city of Nakusa. Nakusa. All right. So we got a beautiful four bedroom home mm-hmm. on Delwood Lane. So it's four bedrooms, two bath, um, I believe 1800 square feet. Sounds about right. Yeah. So it's got a really neat master bedroom. It's got a little deck overlooking the backyard, mm-hmm. which is pretty, pretty awesome to take a look at. We showed it to a family today and they wanted to put a zip line in there so that way they could zip line to the backyard. That might have been your assistant giving uh, crazy ideas to the kids. Oh, they, <laughs> they ran away with that. I mean, oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. So I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying, you know, it would be pretty cool if I was 10 years old to have a zip line off the top balcony. And zip lines are kind of fun to do. You know, we always suggest that you do them safe. And your, Yeah, your insurance company might not like it. Right, right. Anyway, so for a bedroom, it's got a master suite mm-hmm. if you want it. Um, or you can just close the door to the master bedroom and let everyone have access to the upstairs bath. Correct. But there's also a, a door on that hallway leading to the bedroom. So you have options. You can either... I think there's a doorway, but not a door. Well, if there's a doorway, there's a good chance you could fit a door onto it. Right. I don't remember exactly either. I don't think that there's... It... Anyways, come take, take a look at it, and uh, the next time we're down there, we'll take a look at it and kind of see how that all kind of works out. But I don't think there's a doorway, just not a door. Right. So one of the easiest ways that I would go and find out, if you don't want to come see it in person is go and find the 360 tour that's hosted by Zillow. Ooh. Yeah, it's also on our MLS. So the um, your agent who has access to the MLS should be able to take a look at that virtual tour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Okay. So yeah, um, uh, Delwood, I mean, it's really great home. We've got a nice old dining, dining room set up right next to a very large kitchen. And then it's got a very nice large family room yet too. And we noticed that there was two coat closets when we came in mm-hmm. and a little bit, you could divide and conquer the kids if you needed to, you know, have two kids worth of stuff over here and the other two over there or separate them all out completely. And each one gets their own coat closet for coming in. So definitely pl- plenty of options right? because you know, stuff cannot touch other people's stuff. That's the way some people run it. Right. Kids are fun that way. They are. My boys were like that too. They all had to have their own individual coat hooks, but they couldn't be next to their brothers. So the way their brother's coat didn't touch their coat or their backpack. So, you know, all depends upon your kids, what they would like to do. But I thought that was kind of interesting to have two entryway closets. And if you have guests, you know, there's overflow of clothing and stuff. So mm-hmm. one's just for the guest, one's for the family. Right. Most definitely. Um, really adorable archways with brickwork. Mm-hmm. And um, it's got that rustic country feel. Yeah, but not but not like like overly saturated with it. Right. It's just like enough to do. This could be a nice little country home, but it's in the city. 
So it's in a great location. So it's on Delwood, kind of closer to Humpke Elementary School. So if you're looking at, okay, where on Delwood would I be? You're looking at, I think, three houses away from the elementary school. Yeah, about that. So nice walking distance to the schools because right behind element behind the elementary, we've got the high school and then behind the high school is the middle school. So all the schools are right in a row, which is quite nice. Well, it should cut down on transportation costs. Exactly. And it has a garage. It does. It has a nice two-stall, high-ceilinged garage. Yeah. Um, and I believe that's 26 by 28. So okay. it's a real good-sized garage. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they added an extra um, timber section to the, <clears throat> excuse me, to the roof line. Okay. So, you, you, you know, it's a little bit more beefy and on dedicated posts. Maybe you could you know, hoist a deer or something up on there for, for the hunters who might be interested. Okay. Yeah. Probably the, not strong enough for an, an engine. I I am not a structural engineer. Neither am I, but I just don't, when I think of, of an engine hoist, I think of something more metal and this is all wood. Right. You know, so maybe not strong enough for, for an engine, but definitely a deer. Got options. Yes. And but, it's got a built-in sledding hill in the backyard. Right. So the, it's a fully fenced in backyard with a sledding hill. Right. The uh, elevation change in the backyard goes down significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a, a play area that's coming with a house. Correct. So dedicated like slides and swing set and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a gem. Um, so I did, I pulled up the 360 tour. Okay. Because I was curious and you're correct. It's just a, an archway. Okay. It's not yet having a door on it. Right. It it totally feels like it could. It definitely could, but it's going to be one of those situations where you may have to do like a special door. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say the doorway is narrower than conventional. It's, it's on a, it's on an angle. It's on the, on the angle, which kind of gives it that weird dimension or Mm -hmm. it just kind of feels like it, it wouldn't be a standard door, but definitely could rig something up. One needed to or wanted to. Specially crafted. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So if you're curious about it, give us a call or your agent and they can get you in there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by the weekend, we'll have an offer on it. It's pretty sellable. What's the price on it? That one is listed for $135,000 and it's on a third of an acre. Yeah. It's a big lot. Mm-hmm. It, it feels bigger than that. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, go ahead. What's next? All right. So then we're going to head over to 3rd Street South. In the city of Wisconsin Rapids. In the city of Wisconsin Rapids. So we're going to go do east side, then we'll do west side. So Mm -hmm. we've got one on 3rd Street, which is just, again, another large city lot. So that one's, that house is sitting on 0.41 of an acre. It's a little under a half acre, but very nice sized. And again, it feels bigger than you would, it, it feels like a, a good half acre size lot, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit less. And I believe in 2013 is when they added on the new garage. That's about right. Yep. And this one they had, it's a super large garage. Yeah. That one I believe is 28 by 32. Yes. It's, it's in our dis, um, description online. Yes. And so it's got a nice deep garage and again, high ceilings as well. Very easy that to be able to be insulated and finished off. So mm-hmm. that way you can have that heated garage. So you can tinker on some more cars. Or woodworking, whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Or have a party out there. Exactly. It's very flexible. It is. And right now, the way that the, the house and the garage and everything set up, I don't think that there was a fire pit in the yard. But definitely with the size of yard that there is, definitely has room to put the fire put pit just about anywhere. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good entertaining space. Mm-hmm. Um, and the entry closest to the garage is across the back deck. Yeah. So that's kind of convenient too. It does have the deck on there. Right. And it's got the very large mudroom when you first come in. So again, mm-hmm. lots of spaces to put coats and kind of get rid of some boots. Okay, winter is coming. So can you tell I'm on the snow pants and boots situation here? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you got to get used. You got to get ready for that. I mean, the space could be used for a, a den, mm-hmm. you know, um, perhaps into a 
um, dining area as well. Mm-hmm. So that's also pretty flexible. Right. Leads into and through the kitchen then. Right. And then it's got a nice size family room. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there's a bedroom on the main floor. I believe so. We're testing my ability to remember this, but I believe that there is one. And then we have the bedroom and bonus room on in the upstairs. Right. So it, it's... um. I believe the assessor runs it as a three bedroom. So one on the lower level, a walk-through or pass-through bedroom upstairs, and then a closed-in third bedroom as well. Mm-hmm. So lots of space upstairs. I, are we classifying it as a two-story or a story and a half? I think it was I, a story and a half. I thought it was a two-story. Okay. We Again, can double-check on that. Information is accurate online. Mm-hmm. But it's a cute little house. Um, new carpet all the way through. Yes. Um, and so that's, that's on third street, third street, and that's listed for 117,000. Pretty good. So again, budget friendly. Okay. Then what's our third? Our third. Oh, I should have done third on third, but, um, our last house that we had listed this week was over on second Avenue South. Okay. 990. Yep. Second Second Avenue Avenue South. South. So this one's a little bit tricky to get to. The front door is technically facing Second Avenue. Correct. So we're on the northwest corner of Second and Expressway. So if you were going over the Riverview <laughs> Expressway Bridge, heading towards the west side, the west side, mm-hmm. the house is on Kenny Corner to that stoplight. So you really need to be in the right-hand lane, going straight. To catch 14th Avenue. No, it's the access road called Viaduct Street. Well, no, there's a street there. I have it on the map. Yes. There's, I believe it's 14th or it's 11. There's, there is a street there, but then it turns into that service road immediately. So there's a little tiny section Mm -hmm. about the length of two cars that is a street or an, an avenue. And then it turns into... That service road. Okay. And it's at the end of the service road is where the garage and access to the house is. So you'd have to check out the map just to kind of understand what we're talking about. But it does make sense when you see it. It does. When you see the map, it totally makes sense. And you're like, okay, that works for me. So our address is on 2nd Avenue. And that's another cute house that certainly was... um, I believe built in the late 1800s, so it's well over 100 years old. Right. I believe there was some part that was an addition or added on to, but I could be wrong. Don't hold me to that. This is a house that was pretty much remodeled. Mm-hmm. They gutted it all the way down to the studs, and they changed the floor print of the house. That's what it is. So it, it, it was a remodel. It was a remodel. So there's... Relatively new electrical all ran, so we don't have to worry about knob and tube or anything that old. Correct. Um, first floor is primarily wood floor, you know, traditional uh, thin plank, maybe inch and a half plank wood floor, except where the kitchen is, which is tile. It's good, good old ceramic tile. The kitchen is very much an open floor plan now to the living room area. You could kind of break that out into... Uh, a dining room area as well. And just off of that uh, wood floored living room area is the first, one of the first floor bathrooms. Right. Which also doubles as the laundry. Right. So that's really nice to be able to have the main floor laundry. Mm-hmm. Bedroom also on the main floor. And then next to the bedroom, it has its own bathroom. But the bathroom is accessed from that little hallway area, so it's not directly connected to the bath or to the bedroom, but it possibly could be. So then, this is also a proper two-story house. We can go up to the second floor. It's got a hallway with the bedrooms accessed off of that. Um, one's a little bit smaller than the other. The larger bedroom has actually a really cute built-in. Uh, vanity or desk area and it's it's just adorable again wood floors in the upstairs 
the that would be the bedroom number three is also upstairs. And like I said, it's a little bit smaller than bedroom number two, but also really, really um, quaint. It's cute. It's got the wood floors, you know, and looks out over the, um, you can almost see it to the river. So it's a really good location. Right. It's just like steps from the Ashwabagon Trail. There you go. And a park over there. I just forget which park that Lions is. Lions Park. Lions. L-Y-O-N-S Park. Yeah. So that's definitely another one to take a look at. And I mm-hmm. think we do have a complete virtual tour of that house as well. Excellent. And that one is sitting on 0.22 of an acre. So definitely has some options. Um, Detached garage, like we said, off of, accessed right. off of that service road. Right. And it's got a brand new front door. Right. So it's got a beautiful wood grained looking front door and it's very nicely done. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very exciting for, for those three new listings. Okay. What else is going on in our life in real estate? All right. So we are just continuing working with our sellers and getting some of these listings going and we do have a couple more in the works that, that are hopefully going to be popping up before the end of the month. Right. So, yeah, very exciting stuff going on. So, we have a couple more minutes left in this first hour. You said winter's coming, right? It seems to be our favorite motto in our house is winter is coming. So, of course, there's a number of things to get the property sort of ready to snuggle away for the winter's nap. Okay. Right. And we've been talking a bunch about um, the last couple of weeks doing uh, caulking and, you know, silicone sealing up the exterior, especially, mm-hmm. you know, um, as it gets more cool now, we'll feel the drafts a little bit more if there is any. So getting those taken care of. Um, and. Another way, not just with like um, caulking the outside around the trim, is also looking where the door seals are. Oh, yeah. So making sure the doors seal up when you shut them is important. Perhaps you have to adjust your striker plate and latches. Um, You may need to tighten up your hinge side. And also changing out the weather stripping is really an easy and effective way. And this is the time of year that I always like to put up the plastic on the windows too. Sure. You know, I usually wait till it gets a little bit colder. And I've got three frost on the on the ground is usually when I start doing, let's put up the, the plastic just to kind of give the house that little bit extra warmth. Well, the way this year is going, that might be in December. Right. But is there something that we can do to our lawn? There is. So what can we do to our lawn to help um, make our lawn ready for the spring? Is there special and, winter care that we need to do? And and that is exactly the thought process is what can we do now to help it come out of winter in the springtime? Because the thing's going to get covered in snow and it's going to go dormant. Okay. But um, it, this is actually a, a farmer's technique. If you go by the farm fields and you see in the last couple of weeks or so that they've been spreading manure, kind of wondering why would you do that now after the crops have gone off? Wouldn't you do that before you stick the crops in the ground? Well, it's to create a good planting and nutrient rich soil for Well, your plants just sucked all the nutrients out of the, the soil. Mm-hmm. So you need to put more in back into it so that way your next group of crops can grow. Right. But a lot of times you think of, doing that in the springtime before they start growing, like close to when they start growing. Um, but we've learned that feeding it late in the fall, the, uh, the plants are naturally going to go dormant anyway because of the temperature. So they're not going to be taking up as much of that nutrient system here in the fall. But the little that they do is good. They'll keep them hardy over winter. And then it'll be there actively uh, in the soil, ready to take up when the plants wake up in the springtime. Okay. So doing a fall fertilize is good. And then also, you know, doing that as part of uh, maybe a pest control application. And before you put down those applications, we like to uh, 
run our way through it and get up a lot of the the natural trash that collects inside the lawn. Mm-hmm. So almost like a dethatch. You're not necessarily taking up grassy particles of thatch, but you would be taking up more of the, the trash, I guess you could say. You know, no, things that haven't quite decomposed. Um, so giving it a good once rake over so that way yeah. we're just kind of picking up all those loose, bigger chunks. Right. Um, and then planning for a more aggressive dethatch in the springtime that'll take up any of the, the lawn that had been killed off over winter and also really expose the soil again so the sun can get to the soil and wake everything up. Okay. Get all the microorganisms in the springtime. Excellent. Yeah, so do a good raking now, and many of us are doing that because of leaves. Now, can we put down the bug killer as well, or is that too soon? Pesticide in the fall is also good. Um, keep your applications. That There's instructions on the bag how soon you can put another application on before. Um, so the lawn, lawn journal, keeping a journal of the things that you do on the lawn is helpful. Talk about that every once in a while. So reference back to that. Um, usually it's 30 to 60 days for pest control applications, but every bag is different. And um, sometimes the rate on the bag says uh, if you do it at this rate, then you have to wait longer time or you can okay. cut the rate in half and do it twice as fast. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, if you want to do pest control, that's good now too. Um, pre-emergent weed control it's kind of hit and miss you could put it down now which will help for early blooming uh, broadleaf weeds in the springtime or you can wait until spring and if we have a spring like we did this year where it was really early and we could get that application down pretty early in the springtime Mm -hmm. then that would be a little bit better that way um, it's more active and in the soil when those broadleaf weeds try to poke up. The pre-emergent helps with not letting those weeds actually emerge through the soil. They'll still germinate, so they'll still, like, you know, start to grow, but they'll hit that chemical barrier and essentially suck that chemical in and then die. So Excellent. it's not going to stop them from germinating, but it should stop them from appearing above the soil. Okay. Um, one of the problems with putting that sort of pre-emergent barrier down now is you'll still get a lot of those broadleaf weeds along the edges of the lawn where like the snowplow activity happens <clears throat> and the um, chemical ice melt gets put down. Now, can I plant grass this time of year? Uh, right now, it's a little bit late. Because we are getting pretty cold temperatures. It, you know, on average takes a full week for the germination and um, exposed leaf to come through. But it would take a full month for that plant to get hardy enough to even think of surviving a winter. Okay. So that process, if you were thinking about overseeding or starting new grass patches, that should have been started more like August time. Okay. So... Even though it was pretty hot in August, mm-hmm. um, it would still have enough time then to have a good two weeks to germinate and sprout, and then a month and a half to get more hardy and robust. Well, I know like our, our pathway and our two circle spots, I'm calling them the circle spots, you know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, but that's, our pathway that's where our, the aliens came. And- yep. So we our crop circles, um, like half of it came in, the other half didn't. Because mm-hmm. I, I think every single time I put down grass seed, that's when we got the torrential rains and basically washed out all the grass seed. So we've got halvesies going at this point of half of it did grow and half of it didn't grow. And the half that didn't grow is still very bare. No new weeds has showed up. Right. Which I'm really surprised in. I kind of expected to have some sort of weeds show up, but so far none. Well, there's a combination of reasons why that didn't happen. <clears throat> um, Part of the reason why it didn't fill in as quickly as you wanted it to was the grass that we put down was a mix of fescue, rye, and Kentucky bluegrass. The bluegrass and the rye take a little bit longer to 
uh, germinate and establish. Okay. And especially the bluegrass is very, very slow. It will fill in, but the rhizomes that go underneath the dirt have to do that. And so when it's first getting established, it's really more focusing on getting its own self-established before it starts sending out a lot of runners. Okay. So next year, early in the, you know, the springtime, once that goes through, we should see some filling in of that. Okay. The reason so just kind of wait on that just to kind of see what happens? Trust the process. Okay, well. Just like, just like we tell our homeowners when they're in week one of their accepted offer and the lender is kind of spinning the wheels, we're waiting for things to get processed, we're waiting for an appraisal, we just have to look at them and say, trust the process because you still have 30 days before the end of your... But I want to get in and I want to start painting and I want to start, you know, mm-hmm. setting up shop. Trust the process. Okay, well, I just don't want to have like half circles. I mean, it looks like a semi-bald man out there in our yard, in our two crop circles. Worst cases in the springtime, you can spread more seed. Excellent. Now, one of the reasons why there wasn't a lot of weeds coming up was when I went out after you and put down some starter fertilizer. Mm-hmm. It also had some pre-emergent chemical in it. Okay. So that helped to try, you know, try to boost growth initially, but also squelch any weeds that came through. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, plan- I grabbed the good stuff. Right, right. Planned ahead. Excellent. Yep. So that's that's the biggest thing is to uh, put down a fertilizer this time of year. If you're only going to do something, that would be the thing to do. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then have fun picking up the leaves. Make leaf piles, you know, jump in the leaf piles. And we're kind of almost to the end of that with our yard where most of the trees in the yard has lost their leaves. But this is my favorite time of the year to start dropping that lawnmower blade just a mm-hmm. one notch and just cut that lawn a little bit shorter. So that way when the neighbor's leaves blow onto our yard, they just tumble right on over to the neighbors. Yep. and That way I don't have to break them. And that'll also promote root growth. Oh, okay. So that, that's a good idea for the wintertime. Mm-hmm. In the middle of summer when it's hot, we want long foliage. But coming into the winter, focusing on root growth is, is a very good idea. Okay. Hopefully it'll also help uh, prevent snow mold. Because that happens when the leaves sort of like canopy over. Mm-hmm. And then you, you hold moisture underneath it in the snow. Yeah. And that comes down to the end of our first hour. All right. A very exciting hour. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the market conditions in hour two and give you a little bit more heads up on that. So look forward to that. All right. Sounds good. 